water, earth, fire, opera. Long ago, the four nations lived together in harmony. Then, everything changed when the coronavirus attacked. Libby, do the thing! What thing? The thing! Oh, right. Please sit. Why don't you enjoy a cup of calming jasmine tea? I meant to run that by you, but like, yes, no, actually, I do like that while we're talking um, I love on yip the yip. fly. <laughs> yep, yep. The last podcast. I'm Bethany. And I'm Libby. Libby, tell the fine people how this podcast is not going to be your average Avatar The Last Airbender podcast. Well, you know, I feel like when it comes to podcasts about this show in particular, there tends to be a kind of surface level discussion about, you know, what nation you are and oh, like, yeah. or, or just retellings basically of the story going through episode by episode and saying everything that everybody already knows ever exactly (laughs) it's like if you're watching or watching if you're listening to this podcast (laughs) you've already watched the show Yes, we do not allow people to listen to this podcast unless you have watched the show. Yes, please turn we it off. We do not right want now. your ears. <laughs> no, get out of here. Yeah, please get out of here. Um, but if you have watched the show, welcome. Um, <laughs> don't worry, we won't be quizzing you. We will maybe yet. <laughs> what was that? maybe Um, yet (laughs) this is actually a pop quiz right now everyone get out your notebooks right now get out your notebooks we're watching you and cameras we set up in your living room whoa okay (laughs) in your car bridge too far (laughs) some might say a little bridge okay so now this is um an avatar the last airbender podcast where we dive more into theories we are longtime fans we have been watching the show since it came out and we have always loved avatar libby and i are super nerds about this fucking show if we're talking like really bad fanfic nerds okay <laughs> like i drew character models for a fanfic i tried to write when i was 15 years old like girl we're, mm, what was the premise of this fanfic well and can we read it um <laughs> you know one day i'll show you the character drawings if i can find them uh basically i was delving into the life of avatar kiyoshi leading up to chin yes. the conqueror trying to take over all of the the earth kingdom continent oh there's a book about that now i know i called it i will (laughs) say it i predicted it i called it um i am gonna sue them no (laughs) you are really good at that because um libby is a is a um i call myself a game of thrones fan but libby is a game of thrones historian and she knows like everything and i remember when we were having like three hour long conversations about um season seven you were kind of like predicting what was going to happen and then it happened and i was like are you a 
witch. <laughs> I mean, that is kind of when I knew our friendship was going to be like a long term kind of relationship because all throughout season seven, we were spending like three or four hours debriefing on episodes just after they aired, like Monday mornings. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was something i have never experienced before Aww, because most people babe. won't won't babe babe we're holding hands now <laughs> <laughs> it's real cute <laughs> but i mean like you know i i think we too are uniquely qualified to do this kind of deep dive podcast because oh, yeah. we love taking apart stories looking at themes looking at lore oh yeah we're definitely um because we didn't want this to just be like you know we're diving into theories about avatar we wanted to talk about character development we want to talk about why this show is the greatest fucking show ever which includes character development arcs themes structure like we love that kind of stuff yeah and like the mythology yes the mythology and and the traditions that it's based off of i think like you know when you look at the bending styles Mm -hmm. and all the different types of martial arts that went into it it's like just the i feel like what makes this show the best show i've ever watched is because of all the effort and research that went into this beautifully imaginative world that just you know you can't really get much else anywhere you can't really get that from anywhere else you know like yeah which we really didn't um and the theme of this of our first episode which might be a two-parter because we can spend a long time talking about any given topic (laughs) each episode is going to be eight hours long don't (laughs) sleep replace your sleep cycle with yippee (laughs) oh god Um, (laughs) that was a dumb joke okay so our first episode is going to be about watching avatar as a kid versus watching avatar as an adult because we both were original original og avatar watchers watched it live in the flesh from the pilot to the finale like really and watched legend of korra and well i I watched legend of korra less in the flesh i actually got into it when it got on nick.com yeah me too i i remember being pushed into watching it by some of my other fellow nerds in high school and um i remember like needing to catch up on like illegally torrenting it right before it dropped on nick.com and then i felt like a fucking dumbass for just (laughs) having to illegally download all of it and then it got released to me for free but um, remember when you couldn't really stream and when streaming was like was like a bad thing to do on the internet when people said oh i stream that online and now it's just like yeah it's not it's not really pirate bay much anymore (sighs) i miss being a pirate (laughs) i'm just kidding don't steal things children (laughs) yes there's kids watching this show for sure (laughs) oh no there better not be any fucking kids i hate you all (laughs) i got i got i'll cut this out um (laughs) okay we're gonna be cutting out all the violent things that bethany will be saying in every single episode (laughs) the violent and stalkery things um but uh, what i love is seeing uh just initially before we really like get into it what i love about avatar being on netflix is seeing people really introduced because i've been telling my friends to watch avatar like some of my friends like in college i went to college together that's how we know each other um we'll we'll give intros like a lot but um, backstory we went to college together 
yeah um we went to college together there was really no way to watch it either because it was on netflix for a bit like years ago and yeah. then it was off netflix for a long time and the only way to see it was a really shitty version on nick.com right or, or like the, or the dvds or like amazon prime amazon prime which you had to purchase all of it but then yeah. there was also like nick hits <laughs> there was nerds. also like the the youtube videos of it that like got shut down every once in a while oh, and yeah. so like it'd be like entire book one avatar and it'd just be like a playlist on youtube <laughs> i've definitely watched it like that before but i also had the experience of trying to force my friends to watch it just be like come on just get past the fact that it was meant for kids like nine to 13 okay so interesting because yeah like if it was not done on nickelodeon i think it would have been a lot different because um you can see them wanting to go darker wanting to go darker wanting to go darker throughout the whole series and legend of Korra, it fucking got taken off Mm -hmm. of nickelodeon because it was too dark well i mean they killed somebody on screen yeah i can't say who because my girlfriend's in the room and she hasn't gotten to that part yet yeah she's a newbie avatar fan and we're gonna be quizzing her and i can't wait um (laughs) the evil murderous look she just gave my girlfriend is is intimidating so i think why don't we just get into our experience of like how we first got into avatar as kids yes i feel like that is what connects most avatar fans Mm -hmm. yeah up until netflix releasing it where it's like now i'm listening to 30 something year olds being like oh i just watched all of that i binged it with my husband i saw i heard that the other week (laughs) at my work and i was like oh oh yeah this is a show with the bald kid right (laughs) and i'm like he is an air nomad and he has his airbending tattoos because he's a master at age 12 what did you do at age 12 oh wow <laughs> you know what i did i watched the show <laughs> um, whoops uh, oh my gosh um, but, but i think yeah what com- what really connects most avatar fans is like how they got into it as a kid and like how they're still so passionate about it now so oh, yeah. that's a that's an amazing point because like we i feel like i feel every time someone says oh yeah i watch avatar all the time as a kid i've like it's not falling in love i don't know what that feels like though but um <laughs> you just you immediately gravitate like, towards people who also watched avatar as it's a kid. like you're you're just a good person it is like, definitely a testament to like how they were as children if they watched the same shows as you did oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's like an instant connection it, tell me your avatar story when did you first do you remember the first time you ever saw it do you remember seeing um, the previews do okay you remember, i what do you remember well i am younger than you so i'm i'm 22 so when it first came out i was fairly young but i definitely i think my first memories of watching it that like I can recall I mean I know I had Mm -hmm. started watching it when it premiered but I think my first vivid memory of watching it was the season one finale at the Northern Water Tribe like with the big battle um with the, (laughs) the, the the ocean spirits and like Aang becoming this giant water fish monster thing. Oh my god. (sighs) So hard to really explain to somebody who's never seen it before because that was a wild episode. But if you're still uh, listening and you haven't seen it, get the fuck off. I mean, yeah, I don't know how many more spoiler warnings we can (laughs) offer at this point. 
Yeah, my first experience or first vivid memory of it was the season one finale. And and I, I think my most vague, um, like, recollections of how I felt that time was just, like, so into the story, so wanting to just be an airbender, wanting to be a waterbender. I wished these kids were my friends, you know? Yeah, you wanted to hang out with the... <laughs> With the gang. Yes. With the gang. <laughs> With the boomerang. The boomerang squad. Because it's got ang in it. Boomerang. <laughs> Get ready for a lot of that. But yeah, like it's like it's a group of kids around your own age. Eight to twelve, that's basically the same age. Right. Um <laughs> like let's be real, that's basically the same age. It was a summer premiere, wasn't it? Yes. I think. Yeah, I remember I definitely remember that because like I was so obsessed waiting every week like counting down the days until the next avatar episode came out oh my god do you remember when you had to wait for episodes instead of like waiting for seasons now you had to wait for episodes Mm. i mean it still gets me mad when like streaming services release episodes once every week oh my god what is this pangea like (laughs) (laughs) yeah for you you were a little bit older so yeah do you remember your first experience with avatar i remember seeing the previews and i remember i was like the only kid in my school who saw it Mm. and um i remember i was describing it to like friends or family girl i remember describing it i would describe everything i would keep that person there for a solid hour you know nothing's changed just like we're doing right now um But I say, would be that's like, nice, Bethany. <laughs> um, you know, I I think I'm gonna go back to talk to your mom. Uh, but ha- have fun in school, sweetie. Oh my gosh! But I just remember like describing it in detail, like because I could never just say, "Oh, it's about this. It's about this genocide. It's about." Well, I didn't know what a genocide was. That, that's very, very true. <laughs> I'm but kind like, of happy that we were both shielded from that until the third episode. it's so insane how like we and one of the reasons why we wanted to talk about this as our first episode it's really insane like being because we both watch it like pretty we've both watched it quite a few times yes like all the way through and um like it's really insane seeing these episodes that you know so well as an adult and the education and the development like hopefully um you know some people i don't know well i mean you know you just i guess you just hope that no one growing up watching this was like yeah fire lord ozai i want to be him (laughs) like you know like you can't you just hope that nobody thinks that he's literally the only irredeemable character on the show like i think the right like the only character where you're just like there is not a you are just bad yeah you there is nothing about you that is i mean he did scheme to have his father murdered Uh, and his son and his son and his brother did he scheme to wait no i mean like he used his his brother's son's tragic death to usurp him oh and his ex-wife and his ex-wife's oh wait you don't know about this the comics right you haven't read the comics yet i mean i mean i know vaguely what happens i know that like wait did i tell you 
No, I I did some research on my own. I oh, I do need to read the comic okay. set is probably my one okay. shortfall, but like Girl, um, it is okay. They they more so cater to Legend of Korra. I know I need to read the search, but um, it's just like the like the events that happen. Obviously, writing in comics is a lot different. So the like there's literally a lot more dialogue than there would be like in a show. Mm-hmm. Like it so it doesn't translate as more the specific events like when you just describe them, it's insane mm-hmm. like it's, it's oh, another thing that avatar does that you especially as a kid that you would have never expected because we as kids like didn't like tv really sheltered us from yeah. a lot of big ideas avatar was that one show that really broke through that mm-hmm. and um that really broke through that and introduced us to some stuff like so subtly which i still think is a very because some people try to be try to be very loud about themes especially the kids because they're like they they just assume they're stupid which i think oh yeah the one thing i always appreciated about avatar growing up that i have even more of an appreciation for now as an adult is that they don't treat you with kitty gloves you know they're like they're like oh here's this fun quirky 12 year old boy and he's supposed to save the world but like let's go penguin sledding and then third (laughs) episode they're like oh all your people were uh, murdered in a genocide third episode they were like genocide what was what was your interpretation of that when watching it as a kid did you know about genocide yet or no and i think that's kind of what's so amazing about it is that i think they didn't really shield you from that and they Mm -hmm. took from a very ugly piece of history they kind of implemented that into the fantasy world and that i appreciated um because throughout the rest of my life as i grew up and i'd learn about you know like what happened in rwanda or in world war ii germany and poland like Mm -hmm. i would reference avatar as my like breadth of knowledge for genocide i'd be like mm-hmm. oh that's like when ang's people were murdered that's like when <sighs> monk gyatso was killed by the fire nation you know like <laughs> i would use that as a reference point and my friends who did know what avatar was they'd be like oh yeah i remember that but then like my teachers would be like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> okay which speaking of monk gyatso like that okay i want to ask you something that scene where Aang finds Monkeyato's skeleton, um, horrible, awful. I want to know if it was not a kid's show. I Because there were a lot of dead Fire Nation like yeah. skeletons Surrounding there. him. Surrounding him. And then he's just in this peaceful ass fuck position. What the fuck happened in that room? Yeah. I want to fucking know what happened. I want that flashback scene. He, killed, he must have killed all of them. They wanted power money land and the air nomads just really valued people and family and community and they were so detached they couldn't have been more opposite Mm -hmm. like although water and fire are opposites the air nomads and the fire nation could not have been more opposite they implement this idea that there is no value on money power land human life is a lot more valuable than that i love it when shows subtly put lessons in there like we don't even think about it until years later yeah like and then it's just there in our minds and it just really makes an impact well i think what's interesting is that you experience it and what's so impactful is that you experience it through the eyes of ang mm-hmm. is like you he's he's thinking oh you know maybe they've just been in hiding for all this time you know oh maybe maybe there are still air nomads out there and then like he goes through and then they find the 
that one Fire Nation corpse, and then they realize, oh no, the Fire Nation has been here, and then it's completely empty, it's destroyed partially, and then he finds Mount Gyatso, and that's when he completely loses it. But you also get to f- to feel the full story mm-hmm. unravel and be pieced together throughout the show, yeah. like especially when you get to the point with um, with Roku um the the episode the avatar and the fire lord mm-hmm. like when you piece together that oh sozin is the reason why roku mm-hmm. died and then sozin immediately was like oh and let's make sure his next life is gone too which also watching like throughout the series like ang deal with this grief very slowly mm-hmm. like it gets darker and dar- he gets darker and darker and darker and darker watching really? a kid deal with this fuck right <laughs> watching a kid deal with this and like as when you're a kid you're like you feel for him because you connect with him more on like mm-hmm. a kid level and then as you're an adult you when you're watching it, you're like, I don't even understand Aang's emotional strength to deal with this as a 12-year-old. I was emotionally destroyed when a boy told me he couldn't like me anymore, you know? Like, I can't imagine being in his position. Something you mentioned earlier about the Aang, like, mentioning, oh, they must be in hiding. Oh, they must have been hiding. Oh, you can get, the only way to get to an Air Nation temple is on a flying bison. That, obviously, the whole sad, 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 discovering they're dead, that's sad. But to me, the saddest part was that beginning scene. And seeing, like, Katara knew it was on her face. She was like, they're all dead. Mm-hmm. And this boy is about to see his, and he's so excited. It's almost like, it's kind of comparing to, I always think when I watch something and I know someone's about to get killed, the saddest part to me is always the moment leading when they yeah. don't know they're going to be killed. That's always the, because I am just like, this is their last moment and they have no idea. Yes, like, the moment of happiness, the moment of calm before everything goes to shit. Yeah, like, it's just that to me is honestly a lot more sad than watching the actual death well i think also in that vein when talking about ang's grief with the air nomad genocide is Mm -hmm. just um seeing all of those flashbacks of him having fun Mm -hmm. with monkey also and like how great of a relationship they had and he's you know reminiscing before he finds out right afterwards right after leaving Mm. everyone died and then of course carrying the weight on his shoulders that he feels like it's all his fault if only he had stayed he would have been able to save everyone which of course is not true because he was a 12 year old not even fully realized avatar no he would have died he would have he would have right and then we would have ended up with a water tribe I mean, I Avatar guess next. he probably would have gone in the Avatar state, but knowing F- Fire Lord Sozin probably knew that if he died in the Avatar state, the cycle would end. Right. I'm guessing. Especially since Azula knew that. Oh, I never knew that she knew that. I just always thought she electrocuted him because he was like right there. Like I was like, great spotting. <laughs> like literally right out in the open. Like I always thought that that was like, Aang, come on. Like, you know, I mean, it, there are so many moments like that. It's like in Game of Thrones when fucking, what's his name? Rickon is running and you're just like, Rickon, run zigzags. Zigzags. <laughs> zigzags, man. You're are not you- going to beat an arrow. Okay. Girl, yeah. Zigzag motherfucker like it's just uh. <laughs> but, or at least like fall to the ground i don't know do something like stop drop and roll i don't know <laughs> but 
but um yeah let's let's go on to so one big thing that gets a lot different when you grow up is zuko yeah which, zuko and azula both the, the both of the the royal children oh yeah they have a very interesting relationship because although people say that Zu- azula is irredeemable i think she's very redeemable i think me too so i mean i think on the the theme of like what hits differently as an adult is like when you look at the royal children of the fire nation you see the fact that that they are two different outcomes of parental abuse Mm -hmm. like just this relentless trauma that both these kids faced and like zuko is one path and azula is like the tragic other path where she just you know gets this almost stockholm syndrome where she's like oh the way i please my father and make myself happy is by just leaning into his worst instincts Mm -hmm. and becoming just like him i think zuko could have turned out a lot like i mean they have completely different personalities azula i I don't know (laughs) azula was a sociopath (laughs) to begin with i don't know was yeah like i couldn't say but i do think that zuko had if zuko didn't have like the love of his mother and also the thing i discover more as an adult which i always saw them as completely different people Mm -hmm. like especially towards the end of course zuko was a bit was a was a baddie was like the main villain when we first watch avatar Mm -hmm. but i think the the huge difference is that zuko just like honestly had a lot more love in his life although azula is always like quote unquote loved i'm doing quotes um like loved by a lot of people she never had that genuine like someone just trying to look out for her and have her best interest she's just always lived like in fear even though she claims to not be afraid of anything well she also seems to be this character who needs to prove herself for love oh yeah and and so like she is constantly doing things to prove she's the better uh firebender to prove Mm -hmm. she's the better royal child that she's the best one to uh succeed her father you know like she's constantly i mean even when you look at those flashbacks i can't remember which episode but when like Azula and Zuko go in with their father to speak with um with Fire Lord uh, Azulan and he's like I want to show you what my daughter Azula has been training to do and then she does her little performance mm-hmm. and she's so good mm. and then Zuko feels the need to try and prove himself too and like falls on his face you know oh, yeah. it's it's just this perfect example of the way that the, the the different paths you know that mm-hmm. trauma can take you and i think that that is why when i was a kid and of course i didn't understand you know like childhood trauma and all this mm-hmm. stuff like that i really didn't like zuko until the very very end but now as an adult watching i'm like zuko is baby <laughs> yeah i so just baby. want to pinch his little oh. cheeks and when did you when you started liking him like because for me that happened for me as a kid it happened at the end of season three but for me as an adult i actually started liking him when in in the middle of season one yeah honestly like oh, when, definitely like i think the blue spirit episode was the because i'm just like this guy is so desperate to go home that he's literally like freeing the avatar and Mm -hmm. like the moment where i really started to like zuko actually was i was thinking like objectively if i was watching this for the first time i started feeling so bad for him when ang said to him like because here he is getting he's done awful things to this kid at this point oh yeah and he set him free yes but at this he has tried to kill him so many times has hurt his friends has threatened him has 
And then all oh, of a I sudden, this kid is just like, or, or if things were different, do if you things think, were different, do you think we could have been friends? Yeah. And then he Cause, just because like, he talks about his friend um, uh, Kuzan. Oh, <sighs> what a moment! I, I agree. That was probably the moment this time around, or as a more a grown up um, watching this, where I was like, oh, there's his humanity. That mm-hmm. it is such a great acting moment too, from like an actor perspective. Whereas oh, there's yeah. and and the animation as well. Like there's that glimmer in his face mm-hmm. when he's like, because you know what maybe angry Zuko looks like. And Zuko didn't chase after him. Like Zuko a couple episodes ago would have fucking chased after him mm-hmm. after once Ang like ran away. Right. He didn't chase after him. That's yeah, he just, let him go. Uh, that's so fascinating to me. And then he went to bed. Oh my god! Like what a what a what a big moment. I think people overlook that part a lot because they're just like blue spirit. But like, um, and that's like the the part of the episode that everyone loves. Everyone loves the blue spirit. <laughs> but uh, it's kind of funny. Like the older you get, too, the less cool it is. It's just like, oh, here's a whiny little baby just in a mask. Play the hero in his like, eyes. Yeah, trying know? to play like just the fact that he's being so sneaky and wearing a mask. I just think that that is so silly to me. But like, <laughs> well, I think from my perspective as an adult, I just love that he stuck it to Zhao because Zhao deserved it <laughs> when he shows up in the fog of lost souls. <laughs> oh yeah, and he's just like. And he thinks that Tenzin is angry. Right. Yeah. The master bender. And I'm like, wow, that was so, like, 66 years ago. Yeah. Like, now we're, like, way past that. Like, <laughs> come on, dude. Like, I honestly think that if there was a season four, they would have probably focused it a lot more on Azula. There is some redemption in there. Like, yeah. I want to see what it is. I want to see her full circle arc. Yeah. Like, I want to see uh, her break down her uh, her trauma and learn to rebuild herself in spite of all that and and like learn and grow and basically you know just kind of break down and deconstruct all this brainwashing in her head she had no one to show her kindness or right like good or what good was so like it's literally just like she she's kind of slowly unlearning it the clear moment that i can point to in the show that i kind of looked over as a kid as like a fun side filler episode was the Mm. beach Mm. and i think i think you know the first episode on ember island is such an important filler episode for character because i think that was the first time i ever saw azula as a human oh yeah saw Um, her be vulnerable right saw her be vulnerable saw her put herself out there just wanting guys to like her Mm -hmm. and being so vulnerable and awkward and really insecure about herself as a person because she's she's jealous of Ty Lee, you know, and, like, jealous of the attention that boys give her because she feels like she herself is too intimidating. Oh, yeah. And Azula, I mean, you know, there are moments when Azula, like, plays to be genuine just to be manipulative. Right. But, like, mm-hmm. and most of the time she has her manipulative side up. But once you see that kind of vulnerable, like, Oh, I don't know how to, how to, that's a very interesting to me because she's never shown like care for other people's feelings. Yes. And I think as a kid, when you look at her trying to flirt with that guy out on the balcony, she, you know, flirts and then he flirts back and he kisses her. And then there's that moment where she's like talking about how they'll be the best couple that there's ever been and they'll take over the world and like you laugh, (laughs) you laugh at that when you're a kid. But 
It's sad. You, you laugh, but it's kind of sad like, as an it's adult. It's really sad. Oh, my God. Because it's like, just like she doesn't understand what love is because her parents never had it. It did make me feel better about all the cringy shit I used to do to, like, impress, like, boys when I was, like, like, oh, it made me, like I remember it made me feel so because I had a crush on this boy, like, and I would do, like, such weird shit to get his attention. And I was, like, I remember going up to him and I played, like, a pig in uh, the school play, going up to him in my pig costume, and I was, like, pretending to to pick my pig nose and I was like hi and then he was just like and then I was like okay oh, was that <laughs> <laughs> yep it, I definitely resonate with Azula on a lot of the boy stuff oh yeah like that and I never ever thought I would be able to find something in common with Azula and that's right. it so anyways um it's also dude the more you the older you get the more you kind of realize America is the fire nation. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's also, it becomes very, it, it's a very prescient show for right now because basically you're seeing like totalitarian mm-hmm. tactics being used to take over the world in Avatar. And mm-hmm. then you're seeing a dumb fuck totalitarian try and take over America and you know like disrupt the democracy there (sighs) um and so yeah you do realize it's like trump's america in a way but at the same time i would say trump is awful but he's not an he's not as smart as ozai oh yeah no i think (laughs) yes what i was about to say is like while it's horrifying to watch the similarities i think i just always come back to I'm grateful that Trump is not as smart as Ozai. Oh, no. He's not nearly as smart as Ozai. I mean, he he has some Ozai's in his corner. But, like, in his... Ca- don't you think so? Yeah. He might have some... Mike Pence, Ozai. He's yeah. Ozai. 100%. Um, he's, he's, he's stupid and doesn't believe in science, but, like, he's... Well, <laughs> you know, I almost feel like Mike Pence is, like... The fire sages, <laughs> you know, they're like they were supposed to be a little bit more neutral, and then like they got this crazy leader, and so now they decided to like pledge their allegiance to this crazy leader. Yeah, he's the one who like pulled on the the what was his name? Gosh, um, uh, I can't remember what his name was, but the fire sage that helped them. He like the, there was that one old guy that told on him. Oh right, and um, oh, he's like, oh, they're in there, but it was Momo. <laughs> yeah he was the or no like when they when they all got caught and he was like no he helped them remember yeah yeah and um and he's also the guy who was just like we are the fine sages that god the temple of the avatar and then he's like i am the avatar we know that's mike pence (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh my my gosh yeah (laughs) it's weird just like the whole uh, i feel like one of the biggest things that that kind of what i was talking about beforehand people who value human life as opposed to like the air nomads the air nomads are like socialists like i'd say socialists Mm -hmm. almost anarchists but like peaceful anarchists yeah like peaceful anarchists and they um they just have their whole own thing going on everybody is equal everybody is like valued right Um, there's no sexism oh there's no homophobia either you learn that in the legend of Korra comics Thank Ooh. God. Yeah, Aang was not a homophobic dad. 
Yay! Because guess what? Okay, 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 okay. I don't want to give anything away, but oh wait, wait, you haven't read the court. Okay, can I just say it? Yeah. Auntie Kaya is gay. What? Yeah, she is gay as hell. And she like mentors Asami and Korra. And it's so Wait, cute. I'm sorry. She's an elder gay who teaches them how to be better gays? Yes. And she mm. goes through like, and you want to cry. Like apparently Aang was just like, was just like so proud of Kaya. Like they, he loved that she was gay. The Fire, oh. Fire Nation homophobic fucks because they wanted to like reproduce in the bloodline and stuff mm, like that. You like, know, they were those Trump. America um oh, I mean yeah. well you also I think just to take it on another level of like <laughs> how much this shitty imperialistic society reminds me of America is the episode when Aang goes to Fire Nation school and <gasps> yes oh my god <laughs> sorry, sorry scary voice in the past to yeah, manipulate well, kids they, yeah they manipulate the truth they like it made me as a kid think like wow i can't believe that history teachers would lie about their history and then as an adult you're like oh, oh they did they did we were manipulated and we didn't even know it oh yes yeah. slavery that wasn't the reason why the civil war started it was states rights oh my god or being like <laughs> in the north everyone in wisconsin like okay you probably got this in michigan a lot right um, they're like it was states rights but in the north they're like we were the good people. We were a part of the Underground Railroad. We there was, set them free. There was nothing wrong in the North. Oh, my God. And then you're like, mm, New York City was built by slaves. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh but, yeah, so you oh. realize as an adult that, that the education manipulation there in, in the Fire Nation school is I what happens <sighs> to kids here and happens to kids in Britain, I'm sure, too, when they talk about, like, all their imperialistic escapades in India and where, where have you. Let's throw a BuzzFeed quiz in. Yeah, if... so I think the way we're going to wrap this guy up, just to be a little bit more fun, because we've been talking about death. We'll be fun. And genocide. <laughs> we're fun people. I mean, we're, uh, we're fun. Yeah, you know. Right, Melissa? Although I feel like this episode, I feel like this episode, we've kind of been a little bit like Ross and friends, like how he just always comes in and he's like, hi. Um, it's a good thing it'll be in two episodes because we can, at the end, we'll just make a bunch of dick jokes and then I'll slip them. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so the way that we're going to play this one out, because we have been trying to want uh, to incorporate some fun games. And some fun stuff in the ends of every episode so we can prove that we are fun. <laughs> um, is we're going to do a shitty BuzzFeed quiz about which <laughs> Avatar The Last Airbender nation you belong in. Which, guys, some of the people that made these are not fans like us. You guys, there's a, there's a, I don't know what the level of fans we are, are called. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to know. <laughs> Like, it's just in our, like, it's just, I don't know. The show is just a part of me now. I mean, if it's you weird. don't do a yearly 
rewatch who are you if you don't do a yearly rewatch you should not be making a buzzfeed quiz on yeah i mean what happens is with these buzzfeed quizzes is that it's people who are paid to make a certain amount of content on this fucking website and they're just like oh no oh man let me scratch my head what i need to do one more article today oh there's water in there right yeah (laughs) um there's water in that show i remember watching this show let me i remember there's a big canyon <laughs> Fuck, are you gonna just talk about the worst episode, The Great Divide? I mean, if we're being real, that's probably the episode that they watch because it's one of the only episodes where you don't need to know what's going on. So they were just like, okay, okay, I, I can kind of, they're going through those a canyon. Gonjins. Um, those gonjins. I just, I, all I remember about that episode is honestly just that woman's voice who was the head of the, the, um, oh god, it was the gonjins and the, the, uh, Jin, the, it was Jinwei and Weijin, the Ganjins and the Weijins. Like I don't know, wait, the Ganjins and the yeah. I don't. I I never watch this episode. I always skip it. But um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just oh. always think about the woman who who is the head of the tribe of the the like messy people, where she's just like those uppity Ganjins, and I just always think about that. I don't know why. We're going to do Libby's on part one of this episode, and then mine on part two. Okay, so let's, um, and we're going to read every question. We're going to critique it, like, you okay. know what I mean? Yeah, like, let's critique it. Let's talk about the results and what we personally feel we are mm-hmm. as a nation, um, and maybe what we also used to feel like we were as kids, because yes. I feel like that's changed. It, it really has. Um, the the more the more you grow like a brain, I guess. Um, <laughs> which Avatar: The Last Airbender nation do you belong in? Okay. <laughs> which element represents your personality? Okay. The four question like possibilities here are the four nations. <laughs> so are you telling me that I'm doing the work for you? <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm going to say fire because I'm a little bit unexpected, unpredictable, and crazy. Hell yeah. Um, you should see your hair. Oh, yeah. God. It's, it's crazy alone oh it's um, beautiful Chris. that's no it's like it's like it's just it's blonde um what two words appeal to you the most persistent and enduring peace and freedom that's that i feel like that phrase right there is like uh a, an answer that you'd give in a beauty pageant <laughs> like what do you value most in this world peace and freedom oh my god after that all mm. (laughs) um okay and then community and love desire and will um i'm gonna say community and love Hmm. which (gasps) which hogwarts house do you belong to oh my god well i mean that kind of makes sense because i'm a gemini i'm a slytherin and I know that I personally feel I am a firebender, so I guess I'm just evil in the eyes of anyone who sees those three categories as having any sort of weight or meaning on who I am as a person. I'm evil. Um, anyway, so... Oh, my God. They assume that because you're taking an avatar quiz that you would already know what 
That is such a great point. Like, I was literally just like, what is, these are two completely different worlds. No, don't, don't bring J.K. Rowling in here. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't just no, assume no, no. because I'm a nerd about Avatar that I'm a nerd about Hogwarts, okay? Well, are you? I, a casual nerd about <laughs> Harry Potter? Anyway, how would your friends describe you? I don't know. I'm not my friends. Um, <laughs> strong, kind, ambitious, passionate. Um, I would say passionate because that's mm. basically a nice way of saying that I'm really intense. Um, <laughs> if you and your friend are going for the same job, what would you do? What? This is an interesting question. What go does into, this have to do with anything? <laughs> I don't know. Go into my interview and do my best, wishing them luck as well. I would ensure that they mess up and I get the job. Screw friends. Well, I feel like somebody's kind of trying to play that the firebenders are evil, but okay. <laughs> Back down and let them have it. They need oh. it more. I would do my best and hope they mess up. What the hell? This uh, this makes no sense. Um, well, because I'm not a shitty person, I'm going to do go into my interview and do my best wishing them luck as well. Cuz <laughs> yeah, you know, who the fuck would be like would be like I would ensure that they mess up. This one's hard too cuz I am not a big Stranger Things fan, but it says which Stranger Things teen are you? Oh my god, you can totally tell that someone who had no idea what Avatar was did this because they're just combining a bunch of like nerdyish worlds together. Yeah. Okay, so the options are jonathan steve robin and nancy i'm gonna say steve because the internet tells me steve is fun so wait have you never seen it i have seen half of the first season (laughs) it's fine i started watching it freshman year life happened okay (laughs) um which hunger games character do you connect to another one (laughs) another one I I just why okay Effie Peta Finnick or Katniss well, those are some interesting choices Which Effie again Effie I was thinking Dream Girls Effie is the one that's the what's her face um, she always has the crazy hair and stuff yeah oh. is it oh Effie Trinket or Trunket or oh, something oh the one who's just like the odds will uh, may, may the, the odds, odds be ever in your, your favor. favor. <laughs> Right, Elizabeth Banks. Um, oh, that's Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. Holy shit. Okay. Um, I, I isn't Finnick the really hot one? I think it's this guy. He He's, had won before. Right? He won before. Yeah. Right. And he was okay. like their drunk mentor. Yes. The yes, one yes, where yes. they made all former victors yes. do it, like an extra special was Hunger Games. I'm gonna do Finnick because I want to connect to him. <laughs> Sexually. Okay, now that's it. That's a great. He, he was really real. I like him. Um, pick a fine line song. What? What is a what is fine line? Is that a band? Um, <laughs> okay, so the options are, and I'm really sorry to anyone who's listening who knows. Harry Styles. Oh, is that his album? Yeah. Oh. Oh. What the fuck? What? Okay, <laughs> I hate this person okay. that made this quiz. I, I hate this person so much because here's why. These are not they basically, real questions. They took questions, some that might be, you know, relevant, but most of which are just pop culture nonsense to make the most relevant, like, brand new, Thank like, you. cutting edge, like, of popular culture and just threw a bunch of Girl. fandoms together and a bunch of groups of things that they think people like 
Oh my God. I'm really excited to see what, like, you know how it gives a little description after your result. I'm really excited to see what that says. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah this person did too. not, does not know Avatar at all. They just Canyon moon. That's, they literally watched the great divide. <laughs> oh my God. To I'm going to put, they literally watched the great divide, Zuko alone, um, cactus juice and, <laughs> oh God. And the, the Northern water tribe episode. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna put Cherry because I actually have heard that song. I just completely forgot. Why, why didn't they just say pick a song from Harry Styles' album "Fine Line" that oh you like God, best yeah. or something? Yeah, they're, they're appealing they're to like, Z- Uber, like Harry Styles fangirl up his ass. Pick a season: <laughs> summer, autumn, winter, spring. Um, okay. I'm a summer gal myself. Of course, I got. Okay. Fire Nation. I was expecting it to be inaccurate. What does it say, Libby? I'm happy it's accurate. Although I hate that it's a picture of Azula because she does not represent all of the <gasps> Fire Nation. Okay. Don't read it, Libby. I'm so mad. Okay. Fire is the element of power. The people of the Fire Nation have desire and will and the energy and drive to achieve what they want. They fucking took that. They took that shit from Iroh. No. No, no, this person, a person who has watched Avatar would have put something a little more in detail. I mean, it's a great quote, but like they stole that from Iroh. They had no, they looked up description of the formation. They saw that oh, scene. They saw that scene yeah. when he's drawing yeah. all the elements in the sand. Yeah, they saw that scene. I can tell you what this person fucking did. <laughs> What's this person's name? I need to, I need to call someone. Okay, okay. Leia Organa is my wife. Oh my god, sounds like a guy in his mom's basement who hates all the Star Wars movies but claims to love them. Like, oh my god. I'm I'm very con- I want to see what uh the comments are. So <laughs> So there's almost as many people so what do you think? There was 394 people who put it as a win, 331 people who put it as a fail. I agree. And then 227 people who put, what the fuck? <laughs> um, so the comments, never seen Stranger Things and don't know, and don't know what fine line is. Lame. Yeah, this is the worst. I think this might be the worst. Qu- we'll look for another one for me. But like, this <laughs> might be the worst quiz I've ever seen. This is the worst BuzzFeed quiz I have ever taken. It reads like something a hipster threw together to make him or herself feel superior. Only two of the questions had any relevance. Really? Because I thought they were so basic. We have found out my element you've critiqued this buzzfeed quiz very very well what are your final thoughts my final thoughts are that this person should stick to the fandoms they know and they should never touch avatar again great critique great critique uh, you should do a ted talk on <laughs> on this on, on, this, sh- on shitty quiz. buzzfeed quizzes oh I can no do it. on this specific quiz so everyone thank you for listening to yip yip we have part two coming next week and we'll be discussing more stuff and doing another quiz and all that fun shit and jazz and whatever. <laughs> Libby, do you have shit any shit and jazz? Shit and jazz. <laughs> shit and jazz. That's a t-shirt. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Yip Yip, the last podcast. To catch more of our episodes. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever the hell else. Avatar State! Yep, yep!